Brian, Brandon, welcome. Uh, I was going to say welcome to the podcast, but we're just here to chat. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we, I wanted to invite you guys because we are on a journey, uh, as many of the listeners know, of our churches, journeying to be together to become one new church, which mm-hmm. is very exciting. Yeah. And we've had many meetings and announcements and videos. And so we thought that it would be helpful for both our communities to hear um I think a lot of what has been said and maybe some things that haven't yet been discussed, but in a conversational, maybe more casual way. Because mm-hmm. um, Brian, I know that if you could, you would sit down with everybody and be like, all right, I need some Earl Grey tea and uh, <laughs> I want to hear your story and hear how you're processing, hear what you're doing. And, you know, and I mean, I know, you know, you can't do that with everybody. Yeah. Um, but this is, this is our chance. Yeah. Right on. Um, yeah. So, so we're going to, so we're going to do that today. Um, the hope would be that we can talk about some, well, I would love to hear you guys kind of recount the story. Um, I think it's fun that you do that together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll get, talk a little bit about like, why are we doing this? You know, how is it going to work? Who's going to be in leadership? How does this affect me as somebody who's a member of Slate Church or of Koinonia? Um, and, uh, and just kind of open the, open the door and, and just chat. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. yeah, that is good. So I think we should start with, um, like, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. And and Brandon, I'll, I'll let you start because I know sure. that this has been this idea has been brewing in you for a long time. Yeah. Um. So why don't we start there and then, and jump in? Yeah. Um. Well, I, I mean, I love the church, capital C Church, yep. and so I'm often praying uh, for other churches. I'm often telling our church to give money to other churches. <laughs> um, we encourage people to tithe at our church. I actually say, before you start tithing to our church, so you know it's not about us, here's five other churches I'd love for you to tithe to for a few months. Wow. See if you've noticed a difference. And then start giving to our church if, if it's interesting, if it's working, you know. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah. But just so that we can take away that layer that, you know, but it also shows unity in the city. Yeah, um, that's cool. With that said, Konania, for some reason, has always been kind of closer to my heart. And it doesn't mean that, I mean, we're all brothers and sisters, all the other churches cheering them on. But Konania has always been just there in my mind. And um, ever since I moved to the city, have had massive respect for what's gone on in this congregation. And so um, a number of years ago, probably two and a half now, uh, I just started praying for Koinonia throughout the pandemic. I knew that there was every church was going through stuff, but because again, Koinonia was so close to my heart, I was like, I, sh- I need to pray for them. And during that course of prayer, just felt like God impressed something upon my heart, um, which doesn't always happen in times of prayer. Sometimes it's pretty standard. Um, why are you guys two different churches? Kind of kept coming to my mind. Mm-hmm. And so I wrestled with that for a year and a half with my mentors, overseers, um, even a few of our staff and just going like, what does this mean? Like, I, I feel like we're supposed to be one church, but like, right. You don't, we don't do that. Like, that's not something people <laughs> right. do. Not, like, is that an option? <laughs> yeah. I've heard of right. church splits as right. many yeah. people have said, yes. never heard of like two healthy churches coming together. I've even heard of a church that's just like down and out approaching a church that can bail them out. Right. right. I haven't heard of this. And yeah. so I remember having a conversation with a close friend going, what would this look like if I were to have a conversation? And then after a year and a half of talking to one of my close um, friends and mentors, he basically said to me, he said, um, are you more afraid of man? Or are you more afraid of God? Mm-hmm. Like if God's placed this in you, what are you, what are you afraid of? Mm-hmm. And I think at the time what I was afraid of was ruining the relationship that I felt was continuing to grow between 
Brian and I, yeah. we had a good relationship ourselves, but yeah. even our churches, yes. I was more afraid of losing that than gaining the possibility of something I wasn't even sure was a possibility. Right. So I approached Brian on September 21st, 21st, uh, 2022. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Almost a year ago. So 11 months yeah. ago. Almost. Yeah. Wow. Wow, that's so wild. Yeah. Yeah. What a long year. <laughs> and I've never had a more, I felt, incoherent conversation. Really? <laughs> well, I was just, I was stumbling <laughs> over what I was trying to say. But by the time we got to the end, and you can, um, yeah. you know, reflect on on how your, your perspective of that conversation went. But by the end, there was clarity. Yeah. But right. I think it was just because I was like, I can't mess this up. I can't mess yeah, this up. Yeah, you look nervous. You look anxious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and carrying great respect in the conversation. Yeah. You truly were. And that was like, that kind of like kicked it off. Like right. the word merge came out of my mouth. And honestly, up until that point, that wasn't even, that wasn't even what I was like. Oh, thinking. so that wasn't like a part of the, your package language as you thing? were praying and processing. No, Interesting. Just, why are we two different churches? Yeah. What if we were one church? Right. And then at the very end of the conversation, almost simultaneously, I don't even know if this is something I told you. Because you were saying like the word merge had never popped in your head, until, even through the whole conversation. The, yeah. Yeah. But at almost the same moment, that's when all of a sudden the word merge came out of my mouth. And I think it was a summary of everything I was feeling. Right. right. But it wasn't like, I wasn't coming in to say the word merge. Right. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to get all this off my chest. Yeah. <laughs> and then merge came out. And then he's like, I just heard that too. And I'm like, it must have been the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we had, we had connected together years prior and even months prior, yeah. but just to pray for the city, talk about <laughs> yeah. Slate, talk about Koinia, how are we leading through the situations? Yes. And yet I, in me, this invitation, Hey, can we get together? Felt different. It felt yeah. deeper. There was weight to it. I could just sense it, see it in you. Yeah. And so then when we got together and you were nervously anxious, respectfully communicating, that's when I started to pray, Lord, yeah. <laughs> what's he about to say? Yeah. And, and just ask God, God, just give him peace. And, and what, what am I to be prepared for? And I heard the word similar of merging. Mm -hmm. And then when you said it, I was like, man, that's what I heard too. And neither of us premeditated <laughs> the right. conversation or the no. idea. That's so wild. Mm -hmm. And it's, I just, I think, Brandon, it's the, one of the things that struck me when once you shared it with me, Brian, that this, this, this idea, I was like, wow, I can't believe you prayed about it for so long. Because <laughs> yeah. even we had had yeah. conversations and, and gone yeah. camping together. And, yeah. and I remember like you were asking me questions about Koinonia and, and uh, you were like, you know, I just like to, you know, learn how organizations work and how yeah. things like <laughs> Like I can't tip Nick off before everybody else. <laughs> no, I'm, and I'm really thankful you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really yeah. thankful you didn't. Um, but to, to hear how you carried that and, mm. and carried that idea, like you didn't carry it lightly. And so yeah. that really struck True. me when I heard the story, which was like, oh, I can barely hold ideas in for a month if I think it's a good idea. And so I think that alone speaks to your heart and desire um, to see God's kingdom grow and not just like, hey, what if we did something cool and let's see, yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. see how big we can make this thing. Like yeah. that's, that, that was never the, mm -hmm. the point. No. Yeah. Um, yeah that, okay, so, oh, sorry, go ahead. That, that was, that's a very um, valid point that, that speaks to how big we feel this idea is from God. Yeah. It wasn't a man-made thing or just, uh, yeah, what would be exciting to do. And and sincerely, I felt that almost like a baton pass that the idea 
for me then to pray into it and carry mm, it. And I felt right. that weight as well. Yeah. And and went to our elders who are spiritual overseers within Koinonia and said, here's a, an approach Brandon's brought to me, an idea. <laughs> and, and I said to our team, feeling the weight of it, don't tell anyone and ask them not to tell their spouse and ask them just to pray solid for a week about it yeah. without even telling me their opinion. And yeah. so I felt that weight as well as you, you share it. it, it equally landed on our, on me too. It was interesting. Like I, you know, waited that whole year and a half, but then the moment I released it and I think you were going away to a cottage mm-hmm. or maybe were offered a cottage and you're like, I'm just going to go and pray about this. I'll get back to you in a week. And it was like, all of a sudden, all that waiting for a year and a half is like, a week? Like, how do I wait a week? <laughs> and right. I think that was, honestly, in the whole process, that was probably the only week I, I struggled with, um, with the timing. Yes. Everything else has been in God's timing, but that was like, it felt like you released the most vulnerable vulnerable dream you've had. Yes. Yeah. And then you oh had to goodness. entrust it to somebody to go, let's see if he hears from God too. Yeah. Right, because he could easily come back and be like, hey, (laughs) like we're just coming out of the pandemic, leadership transition to quantity, like we can't, we can't, like that could have easily been a response. Yeah. Wow. That's so wild. Okay. So, so you guys have this meeting, elders are praying about it. You've been processing it with your, your leadership team for a long time um, or sometime. What happens after that? Mm -hmm. It's like a brief kind of outline of the story till we get to. Yeah. On the Aquinia side. Uh, came back from that time away of prayer and then engaged our elders to conversation and we asked a few questions and you and I went back and forth and Rebecca and I and you and Emma right. to, to bring some initial clarity to our, what are we sensing and discerning in this right. direction. What are we talking about here? And, uh, and then our, our elders and then I shared it with our board and said, hey, we want all of you to be praying about this. And so that started to progress and, and you were updating your team and having deeper, expanded conversation. And then we said, I think our, uh, we should do an initial meet and greet. Mm-hmm. And so we had a contingent of leaders from both churches gather, have a meal together, um, some conversation about this together, and where do we see that God could possibly be in this? And then the next step was, let's pull our formal leadership teams together um, to really map this out and talk it out, which eventually happened the beginning of December last year. Yeah. And out of um, our formal leadership teams, one of the things that we did is we designated transition team members Mm -hmm. so that we could not fast track conversation, but those would be representatives of the voices of our, so that we could get somewhere with the conversation. Right. Because you can't have a meeting with 25 people once a week for like two months. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. insane. We called it, did we call it a merger team? Yeah, merger team. Yeah. That's right. There was like some debate about <laughs> what we should call it. Some people didn't like the word transition. Some people didn't like the word. And so right. we had this team, though, that was was yep. gathering. And we met a number of times. Mm-hmm. And uh, initially, we were actually trying to go for a, a, like, let's try to get all this together by January to be able to bring to our churches. Mm. Like then, January of 23. 23, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. And um, I think there was just a collective um, on both sides going, Maybe this is a little too quick. Like, mm-hmm. let's pray into this. Let's let's even let ourselves feel it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think that on both teams, there were still some questions that needed to be answered. There's a lot of background work you have to do before you just announce something to a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Because you don't want to announce something that um, provides confusion. Right. And so we wanted to be clear on big things. Like, we wanted to be clear, like, um, how do we approach 
the hot topics of society. Mm. We knew we had theological alignment pretty quick. Yeah, that was clear. Yeah, that was clear. And we had, you know, the best of our theology minds on both sides sit in a room. We were there with them and just go, yeah, actually, we're aligned here. But what about some of the nuanced topics? Yeah. Mm. So that was one thing. Governance. Like, do we actually share a, a, a similar heart on governance? Mm -hmm. Do we... Um, we did a, a quick, quick... Um, we did a financial uh, risk assessment mm. on both churches. Like yeah. each analyzed the other church and went, oh, okay. would we be comfortable walking hand in hand with one another? Have they been responsible? Right. And I like your reference even to the word quick and you, you hesitate there, but yeah. really our teams are quite in the mix and the know yeah. of where. So it was a summary level, high level of just, That's would right. we be comfortable with this? Right. Um, because we got competent leaders uh, uh, from both churches contributing, could, could quickly contribute to the conversation. Yeah, you know, the, the sensitive nature of the whole thing was how do we do enough work that when we bring this, if at that time, if we bring this to our congregations, they'll know we've done our homework mm -hmm. while not doing so much that it just seems like it's a done deal because it wasn't. Yeah, mm -hmm. yes. And that was like, we rest, I think that's yep. honestly yep. why I'm like, some of it's coming back. That's why we actually expanded the timeline even more. Right. Because yeah. we're like, we need to get that right. So yeah. this isn't just a show for everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. That people really are invited into the process, even though we're, we're feeling really confident in this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a hard tension to walk. And that was one of the things that as a staff member who was brought into the process a, a bit later was like, how do we navigate this tension between we, 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 we sense God is calling us in this direction and we need to do some work before we can just yeah. share it publicly. Mm -hmm. Yet we want to share it publicly so we can bring everybody. And that tension is hard to... That's it, hard. It Could was. you speak to that a bit? Because yeah. I know we've talked about it a little yeah. and, and our conversations were helpful for me. Yeah, it, it was challenging because we were also... Our leadership team's representative from both churches, 2025... Um, different personalities around the table, um, different approaches and perspectives. So some really wanted to hear the mapped out details of the plan. Right. And others were like, no, don't go there until we've had time to get to know each other and build relationship. And so this, we were really walking out that tension of this God idea in the middle. And then how do we navigate and bring team members around it? And, and so we did a lot of yeah, conversations, processing. Initially, too, there was, okay, what would be helpful for Slate side or Slate leaders? And then yeah. what would be helpful for Koinonia? Mm. And we would assess that. And that, that was helpful, but at times it was like, ah, this is us and, us and you and, you know, and back and forth. And, and so it was really when things started to take more momentum was when we started to stop looking at uh, you know, each other's sides and said, what about this new church that yeah. God's doing? Yeah. And that's when it started to pick up as this is about new, mm. not this is what we need to get for the past. Yeah. And, and it just started to bring us together uh, uh, quicker, more, more in unity, more just yeah. felt right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no, I, I would agree with that. It's so interesting, right? Like we all have different approaches in our lives. That's what makes the body of Christ so unique and interesting. True. Yeah. And so when it comes to our leadership teams, that's no different. Like every, right. I think every comment that could have been made has been made over the last year. <laughs> and that's, it's like at times, like when you're trying to lead, uh, that can be frustrating. Like yeah. it would be frustrating on the other end. Sure. And yet beautiful <laughs> at the same time, because we actually get to have the real substance in the room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the benefit we got from slowing down the process and mm -hmm. 
being in more conversation and letting it breathe a little bit. Yep. So that when we picked back up the conversation, okay, what is the new timeline? It felt like we were ready to hit the ground running in the sense that, hey, it's it's time to bring people in. I think we've we've solved some of that right that that question. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Cool. So that then you arrived at around sometime in the spring, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was a bit of a process to say, okay, now let's public let's announce this to our staff teams, um, and then let's announce this to our church yeah. and say, Hey, this is where we feel God's leading us come on the journey. Um, And so now we're out from that public announcement and um, you guys have spent so much time together (laughs) to get to this process. Like I I, I think that, I think that, um, you know, I have a unique window because you're my dad. I know you share with me what you're up to and you ask me for prayer and, and you know, I know when you have a meeting till midnight, like, cause you're like, yo, we had a meeting till midnight. Can (laughs) Can you pray for us? And I think that our our church, I think it's helpful for our churches to know how much time you guys have actually spent together, because mm, yeah. uh, you are not just um, in a relationship because you happen to be leading at Slate and you happen to be leading at Koinonia. Like yeah. you have a real friendship mm-hmm. yeah. as well as a leadership working relationship. Um, so I'm curious, like, what do you guys like about working together? Like, what have you learned mm-hmm. about, like, what are you enjoying? Because you've spent a lot of hours together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because <laughs> I know there are things. This isn't a sad oh, question. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I think the easiest, I'll, I'll go yeah. um, to start, but I think the easiest thing to just like point at would be like, Brian's so friendly. He's so nice. Like, he's so pastoral. Mm. And it's like, if anybody has even been listening to this podcast, I think they've gathered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like our friendship started way back. I was leading a student ministry and so was Brian. Mm-hmm. And there were some questions around like, what do we do with this group of people that keeps going back and forth? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And at that point, what we were leading in particular started to take on almost like a young adult collective feel. So it was drawing a lot of young adults from other churches, which I was uncomfortable with. Mm. And Brian took notice of this and, mm. and just kind of came into a conversation and asked me, um, hey, What's going on? Mm-hmm. What I loved about that, and that, I think that set the foundation for friendship moving forward, was Brian's not only nice, but he can have conversations about the real stuff. Mm-hmm. And I always knew in the back of my head from that point forward, like Ron, uh, Brian is never going to have a fake relationship with me. Mm-hmm. And that's meant so much to me because I've had many relationships that unfortunately it's like, man, like what? I thought <laughs> yeah. we were on the same page. Right. You know, and, and I just knew that wasn't going to be a problem with Brian. So this yes. entire time, one of the things that I've enjoyed is just, I know in every conversation, I'm going to get the real Brian showing up. Mm. And that is more security than a human can ask for. But yeah. that was laid, that foundation was laid seven years ago. Yeah. Right. Yep. And it's not like we had a ton of interactions between then and this all picking up. Right. But we had enough to know like, man, I've got a lot of respect for him. Mm. And that's just stayed consistent. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, and what what's grown in my heart for you, Brandon, um, through this journey was your consistent walk with Jesus. Um, I love how you still say it is in this. We're believing part of the idea behind this merging is what if Waterloo Region would be known for Jesus, for Jesus yeah. showing up, Jesus transforming lives, Jesus giving hope, yeah. and us as churches, not just the two becoming one, but the churches in the region yeah. um, working in unity together as one church 
for Jesus to be known that this is the hope of your life, the hope of the world. And that's been consistent in you as long as I've known you. Mm -hmm. um, your heartbeat was that when you were leading uh, the student ministry. And then as you began to navigate towards starting Slate Church and but here's what it's about is making disciples of Jesus. And then as we grew closer to pray during the pandemic about yeah. the ministry yeah. and it was, I still heard that in your heart and, and even hear it, not even still hear it deep. And now as I get to know you, mm. it's consistent when we went out water skiing and motorbiking, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't leave you, you know, mm. as you meet people on the dock or as we talk to, I introduced you to some of my family um, that doesn't leave you. That's still the heartbeat of, what's in you or I, I joined you this summer. We stopped in at one of your campsites yeah, and yeah. I brought some friends along <laughs> and, and, and again, he and Emma just, it, Jesus is in them. They mm. are like Jesus and that comes out. And so mm. that just draws me in friendship. Why wouldn't I want to be close to this guy who, who aims to walk with Christ in a similar way, same way I want to. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. That's cool. Mm. Yeah, I just I think it's helpful for people from our churches to realize like you guys are actually friends. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and even yeah. just on like that friend level, you just referenced a number of things we've done together. I love like last week it was like, hey, I'm going uh, barefooting this weekend. You like want to join? And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now I actually didn't barefoot because <laughs> I was too chicken. <laughs> but uh, I loved being on the boat. Yeah, you got the ski Next time, you I can do it. Yeah. You're, you're strong enough. You could play yourself around. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I realized I was getting sick then because I was like, why oh, do I feel yeah. so weak? And now morning. it all makes sense. Yes, but oh. uh, I was like, oh, I want to get out of this boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And you know, Nick, as you unpack this, I, I think we've just scratched the initial surface of our friendship because we've got a lot of things on our list we'd oh, like yeah. to do together yeah. Yeah. that we are similar passions and interests. Yeah. And yet we've been respectfully holding off on that too yes. as we walk out of this relationship because it's yeah. not all about us. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very little is about us, but we're, we're, we're excited that God's bringing our families and our friendships yeah. closer as we walk this journey with them. Well, and that's, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up um, because just the phrase, like, this isn't about us. Because I've seen that so clearly in both of you that, mm -hmm. like, it could be very easy and, and potentially very tempting for one church to, to look at the other and be like, oh, if we, if we merge with them, this is what we could do. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I have noticed that as a staff member and as a member of Koinonia, like, just seeing the process, it's like, oh, wow. No, this isn't about us. And, yeah. you, and both of you consistently come back to the, that point that, mm -hmm. like, this is about the body of Christ. And what could God do with the church that is that is unified, yeah. um, specifically with our two churches that yeah. are unified? What, yeah. what yeah. could He do? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that I think is an important thing that we that we keep coming back to that mm -hmm. you that you both as leaders consistently draw us back to, mm -hmm. and I think that's important for our church community to hear as well. So maybe you guys could speak to that a little bit of. Um, so, so we've been on this process, and, and, and now we're, we're working on some of the formal legal things of what it means to become one new church. Mm -hmm. um, what is next? Like, so we'll, we're eventually, in January, is our timeline to, to launch as a, a new church with a new mm -hmm. name, yeah. um, three campuses. Like, what? Mm -hmm. We're not just going to like hit January and put up a new sign and be like, all right, yeah. <laughs> everyone keep doing what you're doing. Wish, so like, let's, yeah. <laughs> what were you just saying? Wish it was that easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that sounds like a dream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so let's talk about that a little bit. Like what is, what, do, um, 
we'll, we'll get to dreams eventually, mm-hmm. but just practically for our church, like what, mm-hmm. what's next? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I'll tell you um, what we're doing right now and to get to the next yeah. is, uh, so you've unpacked a bit in this conversation of us drawing together as, as friends and leaders. And we then have been working to lead our teams, our leadership teams to come together and then we share it with our staff and congregations. And so right now we're working with our staff and drawing them together. And we've had some beautiful times already yeah. with our yeah. combined staff times. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had me- obviously meetings as two staff teams together. We've had uh, backyard pool hangout times and played volleyball. Yeah. We, we've had uh, meals together as staff. Uh, we've had chapel worship together. And so that's part of the journey of bringing, I think, the next um, levels of people together, staff, or leadership, staff, and congregations toward, and then they're starting to work together. So as staff, we're encouraging you, hey, you know, Nick, talk with Sarah Ruth about youth ministry, and you guys pray into it as well, and bring back insights and ideas that God unpacks to you, and we're doing similar with our worship teams and kids ministry, and to say, bring this back, yep. encourage you, start talking and praying into what we've been talking and praying into and sensing. And so that's what this journey of this fall is between now and January is bringing teams, staff, volunteers, um, leadership together to keep working on it. Yeah. And like one of the, you know, the phase we find ourselves in, not that we've actually put it to phases, but um, this, this kind of season is to invite our congregations into the conversation, get to know, okay, what's the, what, are, what are the things that concern or what are the things that excite mm-hmm. um, the people that attend our churches that call Slate and Quinonia home? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one aspect of it. And then the other was like a concerted effort to see like, are there any red lights that we're unaware of? Like, right. Are there any warning flags? Are there um, things that we need to be aware of in our congregations that, that because we haven't announced this yet, that people would be be concerned about. Mm. And so the fact that we've been able to announce it and we've had this public forum, whether it be town halls or um, <laughs> I was saying like all of our pastoral staff have been like upping the amount of time they've been spending pastoring people during this season, answering questions. Um, and then even the forum online that we've had to, if you have any question, any question at all, you can submit it. It's all also been to go, okay, this is what we need to be able to answer. And um, are people with us? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And so one of the things we've had to discern in this season are, are, do we, are we ready to move on to the next phase of what this looks like? Are we willing to commit? Right. And I think that one of the things that we were looking for is, you know, it was, it was said this way um, at some point. I believe somebody from Koinonia, it may have been from Slate, just said like it's gonna need to take substantial evidence from our congregation to like thwart what we believe God is calling us right. to. Yeah, um, like it would need to be something really big. Yeah, right. um, to show us okay, we were we were not discerning very well there. Right, and I think not only have we not seen that, but we've seen actually the complete opposite. Where mm. there are a lot of people that are really curious. Yeah. Um, there's people that are concerned, of course. That's that shows a deep level of care for the community that people have yes, been a part of. Totally. But negativity towards the whole idea, no, not a, not very much at all. Mm-hmm. And through all of the avenues we just mentioned, like people are actually quite positive and they're leaning in and, and they want to know more. They want to know how they can help. They want to know, you know, how's this going to get answered? Yeah. Um, but negativity like this isn't from God mm-hmm. hasn't been there. No. 
And so I think, you know, we're coming to that place and we're not even sure if this podcast comes out, it might be misaligned with some other timelines. Sure. We'll just say this. I think we're starting to feel very confident in moving forward with with what this looks like. Absolutely. Yeah. We still have to discuss what that comms plan looks like. <laughs> so if you're listening to this before. We're working on we're it. We're working on it. <laughs> right. Yeah. If Welcome. you're listening to this afterwards, <laughs> yeah. um, then it's going to sound a little dated and that's yeah. okay. Right. Because mm -hmm. yeah. it will be history at some point. Yeah, at some yeah, point. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Hmm. So one of the things that, one of the questions that's come up um, in some of our forums that I think would be helpful for you guys to speak to is, um, so the, the goal would be for our three campuses, like Bloomingdale, the city location at UBC, and the Maxwell's location, Sunny Evenings, mm -hmm. would all stay, would, it, would all continue mm -hmm. to exist and operate. Mm -hmm. um, how do we become a, a new community um, if we're going to stay in the same place? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. think that would be helpful mm -hmm. for Maybe you could speak to that a bit. Yeah, this excites me because at the heart of this, um, this vision and direction uh, is, is unity. And because we know that as a kingdom principle, unity is a kingdom principle. And we believe as we as churches manifest that, walk it out, we're going to experience something that's bigger than us. And so we've got intention is to have these three campuses continue because God's at work in all those locations already. Yeah, mm -hmm. He's at work in lots of ministry areas of both churches. And so we don't want to stop God. God, keep going mm -hmm. and show us what this is about. And what we sense that where some of the unity is coming is relationship. So our team's becoming one team instead yeah. of separating, uh, staying two. Yeah. Um, so becoming one team um, and coming together for worship, for prayer, and not just as staff teams, but then as congregations. Yeah. So last week we had a our first worship night together, mm -hmm. and worship and prayer together. And the the feedback, the testimonies out of that night was just so encouraging. Um, there was a lot of work to already recognize, okay, this is how our worship team leads and this right. is how the, theirs. So and your planning center and our planning center. Yeah. We're gonna, <laughs> yeah. we're that. And yeah. so there was, there was the obvious things to navigate, yeah. um, but the experience out of it was just like a comments I heard where it, it feels like home already. It feels mm. like one church already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the eagerness, the desire to combine our vision and work together and seek God together. That was all. So I believe as we do some of these steps of staff working together, so instead of duplicating, like you talked about earlier, yeah. is combining and talk about initiatives and vision together. Um, then as, as congregations come together, then they come away with it with the same vision and heart that's been communicated or sought after God. Yeah. And that unity just keeps stirring in us to go because yeah. our desire is not to create um, like a, a big location where everybody just comes to and we've got the biggest building or the biggest gathering spot right. in the yeah. city. Um, that would be then putting the focus on us or, yeah. you know, something we've made. Yeah. We truly believe it's to be the focus is on Jesus and making disciples who go. Mm -hmm. And so a lot yeah. of this is about going. So we gather and, and unite as one Lord, one faith, one baptism, yes. yeah. um, one name for a new church. And, yeah. and then we go into our worlds um, and, and share all that. So that, that's some of it. So it's common vision, yeah. common times of gathering, mm -hmm. different locations, but same heartbeat as we, as we focus on Jesus together. Yeah, yeah and, and what I hear you saying in that too is that it's going to require from all of us a faith that it's the Spirit of God that will unify us. Right. Like, because we aren't unified as a church because we all go to the same location globally, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. So, so that's even what I hear you saying is like this is going to take some 
posturing of faith to say like father unify our our locations yes. um under this vision of you know new church whatever we're calling it. Yeah. yeah um and 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 that will take an element of obviously there's practically lots we can do with culture and language and yeah. resources but ultimately yeah. like you're quoting from Ephesians it's this it's the one spirit that unifies yeah. us mm-hmm. yeah. and we're going to posture ourselves in faith to experience that unity that's yeah mm-hmm. do, do you want to add anything to that Brandon well yeah if you just start with that question of like is it possible to unify communities mm-hmm. yes the how is what we're talking about, yeah. not whether or not it's possible. Right. It's good. And I think we're just taking the long route there, not the short route. Mm-hmm. And the short route would mean bringing everybody to the same location. Right. And yet we would lose something that I think has been evident since the beginning that we both value. And by, I don't mean Brian and I, but our congregations, which is local expression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. And so if we just gather in one place, it really, what it does is for the Christian that's known God, like it works. Mm-hmm. I'll drive 35, 45, hour and 15. Some yeah. of us maybe an hour and a half yeah. to church. That's fine. I know God. And yet we know, and, and I think most of what we do on Sundays in both of our churches is equip the saints yeah. for the work of the ministry. Mm-hmm. And we have to be aware that that is also a place where people come in to meet Jesus right. Right. for the first time. Um, they want to be around the Jesus people. They want to know what is this about. Yeah. And so I want a Jesus community we want a Jesus community within reach of people wherever they find themselves without always having to take long treks to get there. Yes. That's okay for Christians that know Jesus. Right. But for people that are like, I don't even know how I feel about this right now. Hmm. Let's get it close to people. Right. Cool. And so, yeah, you might be taking a bit of a risk on not just um, the critical mass being the thing that creates the momentum. Right. But what if God was doing something bigger? Like what if um, disciples was his end goal and not just big crowds as the whole book of Mark shows us, yeah, right? Totally. The crowds are fickle. And so um really excited about the unity that can be created by the Holy Spirit speaking to all of us as we all identify as one church. Yeah. And um the things that God's gonna do as Brian, I don't want to repeat all the things he said, but through our teams and through the leadership, through the language, through the all the rest. And yeah. I think if we were thinking about let's say multi site, which always gets a bad rap, it <laughs> seems like and I think it sometimes gets bad rap. I'll just speak to this quick because when leaders are in it for themselves, it breaks down because everything is serving a platform, an individual, a name. Yes. uh, Maybe the name of a church. We've already broken down a lot of those components. Like we've all, we've submitted our names. Yes. Um, (laughs) If this was about us, we probably wouldn't have gotten to this point (laughs) because it's been a long, (laughs) long journey. Yes. Yes. All of these things. Um, and, but if, if you think about like starting a new location, um, we go, yeah, but you would send leaders where the DNA would already be in them. And so that community would already right. be not necessarily, I mean, 10 leaders aren't that great that if you start a new location and 300 people show up already, you got to figure out how do you unify this thing to the rest of the church? Right. And the reality is, is that as pastors, our job has always been to lead people in a direction, um, and recognize that we have the people that God has given us. Mm-hmm. Not the people we want to have, not the type of person we want to have, right. but the people that God has given us to lead. Like, mm-hmm. we don't get to choose who shows up. Right. Yeah. And yeah. we are always responsible for leading whoever shows up in the direction God has called us. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't change whether it's multi site or single site. That's good. And um, I mean, that's what's been in my heart this whole time. But that's exactly what 
Moses and the Israelites did. Like, I they didn't thought take, of it as you said it. Yeah, yeah. They didn't take the short route to the promised land. Like they took the route that to them wouldn't have made sense at the time, but in looking back allowed for them to see God moving at every, at every yeah. uh, impasse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then each difficult moment becomes an opportunity to see God at work and yeah. to be like shaped and formed by Him. Mm-hmm. My my tendency yeah. and hope is to take the path of the least resistance, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. that seems to be so the opposite of the, what God uses to form us and yeah. and shape us. Other than the reality that the Israelites disobeyed God, so that's why they couldn't take it. Yeah, that's true. No, we don't <laughs> want to do that. We've been seeking to obey God yes. and follow in this journey, um, but trusting Him in the journey. Yeah. He didn't tell us whether it was a short one or a fast one or long, or we're 11 months in yeah. on, on the formal together, and and we see God in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am, like, I'm really caught by the idea that as a pastor, I, like, I don't want to look back on my life, and I certainly want to, wouldn't want to look back on the history of our church and our being what's here right mm-hmm. now and be able to tell people how it all happened. Like, that's such a boring life. Like, the Bible just doesn't make sense sometimes. Right. It's like, how did that guy get from there to there to there? Like, how did Joseph go from a pit yes. to leading all of Egypt? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, he, you know, what Joseph didn't do is write a book and be like, here's how to go from a pit yeah. to a palace yeah. in 25 years. Yeah, yeah. take my like, master class. Yeah. <laughs> pit to the palace. And so I love the fact that, like, I have a church growth book sitting on my desk right now amongst a bunch of other books. I think it's worth knowing. Like, I don't want to be absent-minded as I'm right. reading. Yeah. And that's good stuff to carry in the back of my mind, mm-hmm. but I'm not following it. Right. Why? Because the voice of God is so much more important. Mm-hmm. And I think that as we follow the voice of God, I think we're going to be surprised around every corner at mm-hmm. what he's doing, how he's doing it. And when we look back and people are coming to us because it's already happening, mm-hmm. hey, how are you guys doing this merge? Like I've been having this mm-hmm. idea and it's going to have a good effect for the kingdom of God in mm-hmm. Ontario. Yeah. I already see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want to point people not to how we did it, but the types of people that God used to do it. Mm. It, it requires humility. Yeah. It requires self-sacrifice. It requires yeah. a lot of time in prayer. Yeah. It requires perseverance through frustration. Okay. It requires hearing voices of dissent, but being able to come back with a soft an- and gentle answer. Yeah. It requires knowing why you're in this and not just that you feel you want to do it. Mm. Right. And none of that is like strategy. That's like, did God do enough work in Brandon and Brian before this idea landed on the table? Mm-hmm. And I think that the answer for most of it would be yes. Mm-hmm. And then we've been doing some of that work through the process as well. Yeah. Right? Well, I've, I've noticed that it has become an invitation for discipleship. Like this, yeah. even just the fact that this is an idea, Yeah. what it brings up in me has become like an invitation to say, okay, God, clearly this new idea is showing me areas where I have not yet been shaped into your image. Hmm. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I, my hope would be that our churches can think about it the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that it, it, it can be an opportunity that God will use to deeply shape us and form us. Yeah. It's, it's been that, uh, I, I maybe sometimes wish it wasn't, but because <laughs> like to be transparent, I imagine you guys too, this yeah. process has brought up things that you didn't realize like, oh, this is something that I struggled with. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. It's neat, Nick, that you go there because that's been part of our journey. So actually 
we've been growing as disciples individually, but also together, probably as brothers. Yeah. Because we've literally looked each other in the eye and said, you know, are you being honest with me? Are you being real with me? Right. Um, we've gone back into our closets, so to speak, of our lives and said, hey, I want you to know this. I struggled with this or I got victory at this point in my life. And and we've been that honest mm. with each other. And I think that's the ironing, sharpening iron or growing as disciples together um, because we we wanted to be, as you highlight, hum- humility, transparency. Yeah. We want to be um, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Yeah, because we believe that was the foundation that would allow this to to grow and go forward. And I, I remember you you went all the way back. I don't know if it was junior high or how far back you went. <laughs> and said, Brian, I just want you to know, like this, this is if story. there's anything to come out, I want you to know me through and through. Yeah. Wow. And then that just drew me out to say, well, let me submit who yeah. my journey a little longer because I'm older. But, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and 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 it felt so. It felt so real. It felt yeah. good. It felt safe yeah. um, because yeah. we were two brothers who had our eyes on Jesus. Our wives were with us, the same heart and desire. Mm-hmm. And and it was a discipling moment. Like we've had a lot, a number of those through these 11 months already. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. And what church growth book starts with, hey, sit down with the other leader and just like admit all the big sins that you've done in your life. <laughs> Get it all out there. <laughs> I haven't read one yet. (laughs) Maybe we will write that book. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. But it, yeah, it's been really good. Mm -hmm. It's been really good. It was cool that the kind of direction this conversation has, has taken because the, the, the heart behind this thing has been to make disciples more effectively. Yeah. Yeah. And now here we are talking about how the idea of making disciples more effectively has caused us to have to become a disciple <laughs> yeah, and yeah. to be shaped and formed. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we'll, we'll change gears in a minute, but I just want for, for everybody who's listening to consider how to take on this posture that you guys are describing mm-hmm. as we continue on. Cause, mm-hmm. cause we've got lots of work yet to do yeah. to become, you know, to put the sign up, yeah. become yeah. one new church. Yeah. And, and along the way, like my, I'm going to continue to, to see it this way. And I know you guys will as well as to, Say like, okay, God, how are you going to use this to form me as a disciple? Yeah, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, whether exactly. it's whether it's concerns about what is our youth ministry going to be like, or maybe it's parents who are thinking, what does this mean for my kids' discipleship? Or yeah, people who've been serving in our churches for many years and they're wondering oh, what's what's going to happen with what I'm doing and what I'm bringing. Pause. <laughs> And acknowledge that God had the, the opportunity is here for God to use this to shape us and form us oh, yeah. Yeah. as disciples. And so let's let's let him do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. on. Cool. Good word. 